You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 21. The 2020 winter season is starting off if you are north of the equator. And I want to help you prepare the best that you can. With COVID-19 being here, I know a lot of people will be going outdoors, trying different and maybe new sports. Um, I've reached out to some extreme athletes, photographers, and more to find out what they put in their pack for the day, be it in the mountains or somewhere else. So I'm excited to have you guys join me for this series. Let me introduce episode 21's guest that we'll be dropping in with. He is one of today's most recognizable names in the world of skiing. He not only has a passion for powder, drawing creative lines in the snow, but he literally draws creative lines on canvases and walls and so much more. His ski design is award-winning, and that design continued to evolve into an entire family of skis. Let me tell you, I see these skis everywhere. They're under someone's feet every time I go up the ski hill. His art is not only found on his skis, but also featured on several other signature models with the Kine, Dragon, Smartwool, Cliff Bar, Evo, TGR, and many more. He's a producer, director, and visionary of the collaboration with the Grateful Dead, Fire on the Mountain. You can watch it now on YouTube. This father-husband-friend-skier-climber-surfer-biker-artist happens to have designed his own backpack. And today we'll find out what is in Crispin Chetler's pack. Crispin Chetler, are you ready to start dropping in? Let's drop in. Okay, so I start the podcast with 10 rapid-fire questions, which you have not seen ever. This is a little scary since I know you quite well. (laughs) I know. I I was kind of nice, I think. Okay. Number one. Well, number one might be the most difficult. Ski, climb, surf, bike, art. If you could choose one for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Whoa. That is very difficult. (laughs) Well, uh, geez, I've grown up skiing and I've skied the most clearly. Love it Mm -hmm. dearly, but if I was going to do the, the remain, remainder of my life, I would maybe choose a new one. And surfing is pretty elusive. It's pretty special. So uh, where am I surfing? Is Wherever there question, you want. Questions within the questions? Okay, okay. So <laughs> um, if I was in a place with really good waves, I would choose surfing. Uh, but... And I hopefully would still be able to do art while I was a surfer. But if not, I would just, I guess I would choose surfing. That's choose tough surfing. though. I, I know that's climbing. a really tough I one. like climbing a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like yeah. all of these things. Yeah. 
you probably art, do them daily. I do. Art would make me go crazy because I need to be outside. I love yeah. art, but I couldn't do that for the rest of my life without going outdoors. Okay. So, and yeah. surfing something you could do. Like there are a lot of old surfers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot yeah. of old climbers too, though. True. Oh, climbing. You guys are wild with your climbing. I haven't gotten into that yet. You just got to come move back here. We'll get you. I'll move back to Mammoth. Oh, I miss it there. I do. It misses you. Except (laughs) you guys, you guys are getting snow right now. This is not the time to come to Mammoth. We're pretty slim. Is there no snow there right now? It's pretty slim. It's all man-made pretty much. Okay. Well, um, ours is pretty slim. I just got here a couple days ago and it may look like it's dumping, but uh, there's no ski out yet. And the mountain opens tomorrow. Oh, wow. I thought yeah. I looked like Oregon. Uh, maybe you guys missed it too, but it looked like the Northwest was getting hammered. I mean, and then it rained. Classic. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> the end I, I hadn't been keeping tabs on it in, uh, in Mexico, though. Yeah, that's so fair. I'm fine missing oh. opening day. That's fine. Perfect. All right, Perfect. number two, uh, you've traveled the world. What is your favorite favorite place that you've traveled? Favorite place that I've traveled. <sighs> the place I hope to go back to for the rest of my life is New Zealand. <gasps> I wasn't. I didn't think you were going to say that. Yep, because they have fantastic surf, okay. skiing, skiing, rock climbing, very nice people, great cafes. Very clean, beautiful country. I just, I, I really like it, New Zealand. That is, that is on point. That is, it's such a beautiful country. And yep. you know what I'm have? I have in my um, cup right now is, uh, I don't know if you've had this in New Zealand before, but you know how they do the honey, lemon, and ginger. Mm-hmm. I can't make it like they do, but I try. Nobody can. <laughs> okay, New Zealand. Okay, New Zealand. What do you Number, think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Japan. Woo, Japan's pretty special too, but I'd, I'd choose New Zealand, I think. I like learning new things about my friends. <laughs> yes. Okay. Number three. I love how like my rapid fires are never rapid. So apologies, oh, yeah, I know, listeners. I'm, I know. I'm not making it any better. I should just no, answer, it's good. And sh- it- answer and shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're always like this and I, I love it like that. Uh, number three, snowmobile or bike? Bicycle or yeah. like a motorbike? Bicycle. Bicycle. Uh, bicycle. Snowmobile is just a, a tool for access to the backcountry. So I think bicycle is, would keep me a little healthier and works all year round around here. I can go down to Bishop and still ride my bike. Uh, true, true, true. I know. For For those of you that don't know Chris, he is always – active and I feel bad when you're injured because it ain't easy and I, actually I feel bad for Kimmy your wife while you're injured because <laughs> you always have to be moving yes uh number four backflip or flat spin Oof, they're kind of the same really um back, this on like a normal back, day backflip why not backflip Good old classic backy. Okay, nice. Uh, number five, you and Kimmy are, correct me if I'm wrong, you're part owners in Deserted, an organic bake shop in Mammoth. You're not wrong. How many treats do you have in a day? 
too many. <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> the beautiful thing about an organic bakery is they don't use any shortening or anything to preserve shelf life. So they you got to eat them. And I get called by Mimi quite often to come eat or they're going in the trash. So I would never one reason I'm happy. Cookie. I'm one reason I'm happy. I'm not in mammoth anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's why I got I to would... stay active. If I just painted for the rest of my life and ate cookies all day long, I'd be, it would not be a good look. <laughs> totally fair. Um, number six, chairlift or hiking? Hiking. I guess I'm even the listeners could have answered that one by now. All right. Number seven, favorite sushi roll. Ooh, well, it would be in Whistler, hundred percent, because it's. Oh, at which one in Whistler? Well, I mean, they're, they're kind of the same roles, if right, they just okay. split, yeah, yeah, yeah. split split ownership. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would choose Saki probably, just because that's where you and I always go, and it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, is it just called the box roll, the one with the lemon? Oh yeah, that or the sass? Is that what it is? The sass yeah. or the box roll? Ooh. Both really delicious. Could you do a half and half roll? Is that an option? Half box, half you... for the last sushi roll is, or I just have to choose favorite sushi roll of all time. I'll let you have half half because they're both my favorites too. I know, right? <laughs> those are, and they're both like really different and so flavorful. I know. Okay. Yep. Sushi, now I'm hungry and I'm in quarantine. Thanks for that. Okay, You're moving welcome. on. <laughs> moving on, number eight, film or photography? For me personally, like mm-hmm. uh, me shooting the film or the photography? No, as an athlete. As an athlete being shot in film or photography. Mm-hmm. Mm, film. There's less, uh, there's less faking it. <laughs> A lot of I times I'm photography i love photographers but they really like the one turns and make you hike up and do it again and when you film you get to ride a whole line so yeah kind of answer yeah film it is good answer all right now we're going into art for number nine spray paint or acrylics i do use acrylics what i do that's like what all that stuff is um but the the spray paint is acrylic too so Oh, okay. Well, can or paintbrush? Brush. Brush. But how large are we talking? (laughs) I know. If if I was painting something really big, I would really want some spray paint cans. 100%. Um, I think if you're just doing something like on the smaller scale. Brush, 100%. Cans on a smaller scale are really hard to get like perfect detailed yeah detailed yeah. yeah do you have a favorite paintbrush this is just a random question um i do i don't know what i just got that blick art studio art supply um yeah there i don't know what brand it is but it's uh i can't even remember if it's um because for acrylic there's all the different brush brush uh, textures or whatever there's mm-hmm. um what's the word i'm looking for why can't i think right now uh uh i'm trying to say it's not real synthetic thank you synthetic. there's like a synthetic versus i don't know i've uh i've found this this black this black paintbrush that has all these different sizes and it's really smooth and nice. i i use it with yeah acrylic paint and works works well well you're doing a good job your art Thanks. is amazing 
You started painting kind of when I left Mammoth. You started doing your skis and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is going to become a thing. Because when you get into something, you're all in. I do get obsessed with things. (laughs) And congratulations. It's amazing. My parents have have two pieces of yours um, in in their washroom in, in Mexico. I need to go see them. So they like legit think of you probably every day, if not three times a day. That makes me happy because I think of them <laughs> often too. Okay, number 10. Another difficult one, but maybe not. What's your favorite place to ski? Mammoth Mountain. Or the, home the, sweet the, home. Home sweet home. At least the Eastern Sierra, the surrounding. Like I love the mountain, but if it's super crowded, probably going in the back country yeah do so, you ever go to june anymore not really no the back the back country around june but i don't yeah i don't if i'm home i'm gonna just ski the resort and then if it's like if it's all tracked out and i start walking nice and then yeah. so other than mammoth in the rest of the world where would be your second most favorite Right where you're sitting, young lady. I love Canada a lot. I mean, Pemberton, all of it, just your whole area. I love a lot. And I've been there, as you know, many, 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 many times. I know. It's so funny. So I probably spent nine years uh, going up and down from Mammoth for listeners that don't know. And in 2010, I came back to Canada. Um, And that's kind of when the drought started in Mammoth, right? I think so i can't it's not like i it's it's not like i planned that or anything but i was like oh well there's no half pipe in mammoth the canadian olympics were pretty cool i think i love canada again and then it was super crazy you and kimmy started coming up to canada it's like we flip-flopped we did we sure did no me neither it's like it never ended my no Well, Chris, thank you for doing the rapid fire. I know that can uh, be a little bit stressful, but it really turns into a nice conversation. What we're here for today is to learn because you spend so much time in the backcountry. Why not find out what's in your pack? Let's find it out. Okay. So first of all, you have a Dekine backpack that you designed. Yeah? Correct. And I just got got a text while we were talking that... My uh, Colleen is going to let me show you my new one. I wasn't <laughs> sure if I was if I was even allowed to show you the new one. Oh but damn! It's still got the tags on it and everything. So exciting! And she she gave right. the okay. Yeah, unless I misunderstood the text, but we're going for it. <laughs> we're going. Shout for out it to Colleen. Yeah. Hey, Colleen. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I have the old one here too, so we could do a comparison. Okay. The backpack's kind of like the most important part, some might say. Yes, it holds all, all the things. You got to hold all the, the things. things. <laughs> all right, so what's, uh, what's new with the backpack this year? Well, I've in the years past, I've always had uh, a convertible pack, if you will. It was an option to be an, um, an airbag. Mm-hmm. But because of that, it gives you less room. And I was realizing I was using the airbag capabilities less and less. Like I use them in Alaska or I use them in bigger train. But when I'm here hiking around and moving slower, we're pretty 
safe and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we're always trying to be as safe as we can in the backcountry. but I was just, I was realizing I was not using an airbag as much as I should for compromising the size. So right. I went, went uh, back to a heli pro style pack with the kind. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we get a peek at it? Let's peek. Let me flip this thing around. <clears throat> so here she is. Ooh la la. Is that uh-huh. going to be available in stores this year? Well, I'll be in it this year. So it'll be. Oh, so next year. Yeah, I guess it'll be like. Uh, That's how it works. Is, well, yeah. It's, we always get things a little early. So. Yeah. Things to look forward to. Good color scheme. Got What color yep. is that? Like a sandy color? It's black, but then black. I have I have all these little designs that I did. Like that's the chest strap, and then there's my there's my uh, logo and some artwork, and then here's what's in your what's in your signature um, logo on that? It's a raven. A raven. Yep. What does the raven mean? Well, I really like ravens. They seem mm-hmm. smart and intelligent, and I was just trying to find something consistent to put across all my gear. Nice. Ravens so, scare the crap out of me. They're smart little birds. Yeah, because they're like crows, and crows they go through generation to generation, and they know if you've messed with them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they're yeah. They I feel like you always see them in the like this is my pack last year. He's there's okay. the little ra- ravens. A little there. raven, and then yeah. your mountain man face. Old man winter. He makes it in there a lot, and yeah, he this does. Was, this was the one that was. Had the airbag be, in it. Able to be used as an airbag too. Yep. So cool. Very cool. Yep. All right. So when you are packing your pack, what is what are the essentials that you need in there? And you're going I into pretty, that country. I pretty much laid them all out. I'll leave some out depending on where I'm going, but always yeah. bring mittens because I get cold. Yeah, nice and, leather mittens. Yep. Uh, goggles are crucial. Driving goggles with your signature um, old man on there. Old man winter on there. Okay. There he is. What about extra lenses? Yep. Boom. Oh, got the extra lenses. Nice. Yep. Lenses um, for the Eastern Sierra crampons are always a nice thing to have. Okay. Because when you're hiking couloirs, you never know what you're going to get. Sunglasses, usually hiking in the glasses, but um, I always bring a little bit of cordelette or rope uh just yeah. since i rock climb a lot sometimes that comes helpful i always bring sure. a carabiner or two beacon always have that on me uh in reach this is like a uh satellite device to in case something goes horribly wrong <laughs> and or if i need to tell kimmy i'm gonna be late <laughs> yeah you never know <laughs> um, constant contact snacks Always lots of snacks. snacks. Some cliff blocks and some cliff uh, bars. Yep. I pretty much, I feel like I lived off of cliff bars while I was competing. <laughs> They're pretty great. I like yeah. I like them a lot. Um, yeah. A utensils. cutlery. Utensils. Okay. I started bringing those because I'll bring, sometimes I'll just bring a sandwich and I don't need those, but a lot of times I'll bring, uh, you know, like a bowl of something left over from the night before. Um, yeah. This This is good in the springtime. A lot of people like Jeremy Jones and stuff aren't afraid to drink the Sierra water, but my brother, who's an environmental engineer, made me scared of drinking water. So it's just a it's a UV steri steri pen for How does that work? You just uh turn it on and 
and like so refill your bottle and then you can just you just you twirl swizzle it. it in your bottle swizzle it around it's what is it one minute for one it liter looks, for our listeners it looks like a turkey baster to be honest yeah <laughs> you just turkey based your water for a bit yep i would uh, i would listen to your brother <laughs> i know right yeah headlamp always find myself going getting back later than i thought yeah. uh knife is always good to have you never yeah. know if you need cut something fix some skins or something skins yeah. are also nice sunscreen uh, what kind of sunscreen do you use i use salt and stone my old pal remember nema he started salt and stone so he's kind enough to send me some sunscreen yeah that's good stuff yep always have a radio unless i'm solo which i don't recommend going in the backcountry solo but Mm -hmm. i'll generally have a radio especially if we're filming shovel have a saw with a saw yep and the saw is more useful like snowmobiling and stuff just in case you're get stuck in a tree or need to do some light light pruning for any reason I know. Um, I think of the saw and I think of like Dustin and Mikey and all of them having fires in the backcountry. Yeah. Sometimes you got to have a fire. Um, probe. probe. And then in the Sierra, I will bring an ice axe a lot. Same reason for the crampons. You never know what yeah. you're going to get. Uh-huh. Uh, verts are not always in my pack, but they're, they're there depending on what I'm going to do. Sorry, can you say that again? Verts. Verts. Yep. They're just Are they like snowshoes? Yeah, snowshoes. A different kind of snowshoe. Yep. They're quite uh you'll see Mikey, all those guys only use verts. They're pretty useful. This is like a Japan necessity. These are great in Japan. If you're just for for our listeners, what's the difference between a snowshoe and a vert? The uh vert does not release in the heel. And you can go way, although it doesn't look like it, you can go up super steep stuff. You can kick these little toes in. Oh, they have a kickstand. I call that the (laughs) kickstand, like a high heel. Um, So they're, they're, um, they're plastic. They're like, they look like a a plastic shovel kind of. Yeah. They're kind of cheesy looking, but they work really well. Cool. Um, Yeah. And so it depends on where I'm going, but I bring those sometimes. Uh, Skin wax, the Sierra. California gets hot really unexpectedly and you start clumping. Um, This is, oh, this is, (laughs) I just threw this on here. This is actually, I don't know if this is weird or not, but that's some ashes of my father. I always bring him skiing with me. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So good. So cool. Um, Wax for your skis. Mm -hmm. I bring extra. Is that red? That's red one. Yep. I bring extra boot things like a, another walk mode in case my walk mode breaks. Cause on ski boots, if you have to ski in walk mode, it's a pain in the butt. And I bring some extra skin s- stuff like little tips and things just in case I've had a lot of times where things break water. Uh, I bring H2. GoPro. I bring GoPros. That's my little GoPro kit. Two GoPros in there. Yeah. I tend to lose them often. And extra batteries, maybe? <laughs> yep. Some batteries, some little, like I use this uh, mouth mount a lot. for Mouth mount? Yep. That's like my, more, instead of a head cam, I just put it in my mouth nowadays. Wild. Do many people do that? 
Yeah, Travis, everyone kind of does. We learned on some of these GoPro expeditions that it works pretty well. And does that let you breathe at the same, like you're... Yeah, it's just like wearing a mouth guard. Yeah, okay, that's what it sounds like. And I mean, you can lose it if you fall and you don't keep biting, but... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yep. And then this is just a little medical kit. Like this is a Sam Sam splint. If you need Mm -hmm. to splint yourself up, I bring lots of uh, heli straps. They're always useful. They really are. Usually bring a puffy layer because I'm going to get cold at some point. And that's the, that's the like main base layer. And then depending, you know, if I'm going to be staying the night or whatever I'm doing, then it grows from there. Wild. Chris, yep. so much gear. How do you fit it's, it all in the backpack? That's tough stuff. You got to put some planning. on your body as well. Obviously the yeah. beacons and the snacks and things. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you just keep shoving it in there. <laughs> and it eventually uh, zips closed. And then you almost fall over backwards. No, I'm kidding. It's not that heavy. Thank you so much for showing us what you put in your pack. I know this is going to be useful for everyone because obviously it's a year of COVID-19 and a lot of people are going to be going into the backcountry. Do you have any advice for people that may be going into the backcountry, say for their first time or maybe their fifth time take an avi course yes <laughs> yes that's uh number one advice i and just know before you go be smart out there there's it's funny how many people think even if you can see a town that you're not really in the back country but snow and mother nature has a mind of her own things can go wrong very quickly so yeah so true so um Another thing that I want to ask you is it, it still has to do with a pack, but it might have to do with a little bit of a wolf pack. Who's, who's in your pack these days? Is in my family wolf pack or my friend pack? Like you're, you're going out into the backcountry pack, wolf pack. Wolf pack. That's a, that's a good question. It, it changes, <laughs> it changes all the time. I mean, yeah. since I'm, I'm a professional skier in quotations, uh, Tyler, Tyler <laughs> Hamlet, who makes all of my movies is with me a lot. Uh, yeah. but I have, you know, the local friends that, you know, Delaney, and mm-hmm. Scotty and Lawson and Jeff Fox, all those guys that I ski with when I'm home. And Kimmy, but now Kimmy and I, that we have children or one and another on the way, we kind of have to do some switching off (laughs) and don't get to ride together as much. But, and I go out with Christian Pondella a lot. He's a local photographer. He likes walking around. Great photographer. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm have uh, Aaron Hogan next to uh, tell us what's in a photographer's backpack. They got heavy backpacks. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so like grateful to be an athlete and not uh, a photographer with all that in the past. Seriously. Oh, very cool. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Um, I just want to let the listeners know a couple uh, takeaways from our quick chat that we had. You love surfing. Though you are a professional skier, you uh, are always in motion, I find. You would rather hike than take a chairlift. You have a fondness for Canada, and that's not bad. The sushi is good here, and you're always welcome back. Um, 
you've got a new backpack coming out next year with the kind. We got a little sneak peek of that. That will have, um, it's the differences. There's no airbag um, area for it. But your previous one, if you want an airbag, you can have that in it. Yep. I learned a lot about GoPros that you can have a mouth mount. Didn't know that before. And I love that you carry the ashes of your father with you every, when you go on the backcountry. So, so, so cool. Thank you. I'm um, really thoughtful. And I just am excited to see my new, what I would think would be niece or nephew, because I'm a little bit of an auntie. <laughs> yep. Sorry, didn't, didn't get to see your other nephew here running amok. He would probably be running naked through the screen. So. <laughs> Awesome, Chris. Well, um, also that everyone can check out your video, Fire on the Mountain, on YouTube, right? That's streaming there? Yep. So cool. Check that out. Uh, Things that have never been done before in film um, teamed up with The Grateful Dead. So I highly recommend if you are jonesing to get up on the mountain to watch that. Chris, thank you so much for dropping in with me. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. It's good to see you again. Awesome. Want to actually see what's in Chris's pack? Head over to my YouTube page, Dropping In With Mercedes, to watch the video of the podcast. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music, and my mom for the intro voice. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.